0: Welcome to Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Buenos dias, mis hermanos. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Buenos dias, hermanos y hermanas. Anyhow, folks, I trust that everybody is doing fine today. Whether you're in your car or elsewhere, we're going to have a great program for you today. We have several subjects as usual. Three subjects. Today.
1: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all.
0: Not four like yesterday, which we only got to one. And you know what? I don't care if we don't get to one. If what we're talking about bringing uh, having folks tickling their fancy saying i want to hear more of this saying that you know what your voice is more important than any topic we could probably just at just choose so anyway folks i want you to remember that this is a call in show 713-526-5738 again that number is 713-526-5738 I repeat, as I repeat, at nauseum, this is your show. Uh, you can change the subject. You can let us know what it is that you want to talk about, etc. But again, we make sure to come here with subjects cooked and ready to go. Anyhow, several ways to get to our program. Of co- Well, before I get to that, I always like to say, hola, como estas? How are my, how are my brothers doing in that control room this morning?
2: Well, we're doing pretty good, Egberto. how are you doing this morning? Well, I we, am we actually got here and uh, the 10 cans and string held up, which is my job, actually, to keep the 10 yes. cans and string going. <laughs> so we're doing okay. And I think Jack's got something to add here. He's always oh, he's got a whole page of notes. Uh, look well, out.
0: Yeah. well, you know, the first thing I like to start with is, I, I, you know, we said the word of Jack or Jack in the morning.
3: Yep. Yeah. Good morning, Egberto. Uh, you know, yesterday I was—I was—I'm still thinking about you know women's reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of slipped from the uh, the media a little bit. So, you know, I was thinking, you know, is is religion, or or let me let me rephrase that a little bit. You know, does religion support the demonization of women? with this idea of sin, you know... uh, Well, of course they do. Yes, yes. And why are the legislators demonizing or crafting laws to demonize women and childbirth? You know, this is being done for to get the vote of the religious right. This is why the politicians are doing this. You know, and I just want to call attention to, you know, we're demonizing the women... And we're not even
0: looking at the men's part in this; is not even being mentioned. You know, you know. Uh, Jack. I am not an anthropologist. I am not a uh, somebody who s- studies in detail what's the genesis of the patriarchy. In other words a male dominated society and it, and it crosses ethnic boundaries. It crosses religious boundaries. It crosses racial boundaries. You know, I got into trouble writing an article um, after Obama got elected that said, this proves the point that uh, sexism and misogyny is actually even more prevalent than racism i got torn up uh, from a whole bunch of people but i think if you remember the hero uh, bill being passed in uh, not getting passed in houston it had a big set of support from religious leaders of all stripes just as you infer from your uh, statement jack uh, it was the black Baptist pastors, it was the white evangelical pastors, it was the Latino. I mean, all of these guys came out against rights not only for LGBT but for women, etc. It just recently, Saddleback was kicked out of the Southern Baptist Convention. Saddleback is the large I think the largest Baptist evangelical church. In the country, as I recall, I could be wrong, but it's one, if not one of the largest. And they were kicked out of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, uh, and it, it wasn't uh, done by just a little bit, it was done by a bunch. 90% of the people kicked them out because they have women pastors. Go ahead, Howard.
2: Oh, I was just going to tell you, uh, Jack brings up a very interesting point here. But if you look at the Bible itself, Mm -hmm. if you just look at Genesis, you know, the sin in the garden, the original sin that they beat you over the head with was Eve's fault of, you know, the apple or the whatever fruit was in the the garden of Eden. And it just goes on from there. I mean, all of the kings had 15, 20 wives. Uh, How many wives did King David have? Like 200? Right. Uh, Women have always been subservient in the Bible. And that's what they teach on. Right. And it's, and I think the United States has gone through its, you know, women's lib and all the rest of that stuff. And they're still not paid what a man is paid. Right. Right. It's still there. It's still happening today. This is, this is not right. It's just not right.
0: Jack? And it, yeah, I
3: agree. You know, it's, it's, it's unfair, you know, it's, uh, it's actually kind of mean you know i see this as you know just uh arrogant meanness that a person is so much better than another than the than his uh his complimenting gender you know because you, they do compliment the man you know and we we should be grateful for that well
2: most do <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's give the show back okay. to Egberto. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh no, no. I, but I, I, I love to start. I mean, I, I, I love to start. But you know what, guys? Uh, first of all, let me let, remind everybody that there are many ways to watch the program, see the program, hear the program. Uh, please remember ninety point one FM on the dial. If you're in your car, you're probably and you're listening. You'll probably know that already. Ninety point one FM Houston. But you can stream the program live uh, by downloading the TuneIn app from your Apple Store or your Android Store, and just finding KPFT and listen to it every day and live and listen to all the different great programs we have here, like Democracy Now! that's coming right after this program, like uh, You Talk! that comes after Democracy Now! Great program in here. You can also go to kpft.org, kpft.org. Just click that listen button and you can listen to us from your website, your phone, your your from your your desktop, anything. But guess what else? You can watch the program live and see the videos that, that I prepare for you, you every night as well. Facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. Facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. And of course watch live on YouTube by going to politicsdoneright.tv politicsdoneright.tv Please remember to give us a call at 713- 526-5738 Again, that number is 713- 526-5738 Extension number two We get you on air right away. Love to hear from you. Yesterday we had great vibrant conversations from people from all facets of the ideological spectrum. Love to have that because we are in fact one community. If you don't like the Things that I'm saying. Uh, feel free to first of all call and tell me. I don't, I my feelings won't get hurt. But you can also send me emails at kpft at politicsdoneright.com. That is kpft at politicsdoneright.com. I always love hearing from all of you out there. Uh, before I get started, though, I want to uh, go in uh, tell you about a great thing that's happening here in uh in, in Houston, the Peace and Justice Center. It's a great organization that, uh, that, that just, does just what I said, peace and justice, right? But there's a peace camp that, that's coming up, uh, it, and it goes as follows. Peace Camp Houston is a week-long summer day camp. and fought. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter
1: how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
2: Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness more than just melatonin all these ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off sleep is on the way at ollie.com that's o-l-l-y.com
0: Stirs, inclusion activism equality conflict resolution and care of the environment through music Arts and crafts, service projects, stories, role play, meditation, dance, and more. A session for grade 1 through 6 is scheduled for July 10th through 14th, and grades 7 through 12 are offered two sessions, July 17th through 21st and July 31st through August 4th. Scholarships are available. Fees should not stand in the way of any child's peace camp experience. Houston Peace and Justice Center sponsors Peace Camp. For details and to register for Peace Camp, please go to PeaceCampHouston.org. PeaceCampHouston.org or go to HPJC.org. HPJC.org. Anyway, folks, we're going to continue with the program. Title of the show today is Mobilization. If SCOTUS blocks student debt relief. Again, mobilization if the Supreme Court blocks the student debt relief. Liz Cheney gives advice to both Democrats and Republicans, and McCarthy fails. Again, anyhow, um, progressives are ready to mobilize if the Supreme Court blocks the student loans. But is Biden ready? I am not sure if Biden is ready. One hopes he is ready. Uh, second topic is um, Liz Cheney made some comments recently that I think folks uh, should heed. Uh, she she speaks about, uh, <laughs> well, I won't say this because I don't like to speak disparagingly about folks, but she really knocks the people who are running right now as Republicans. And she wasn't very kind in the manner in which she did it. Uh, this woman, in uh, as much as she's a very conservative person, who I disagree with her ideology in its entirety, or most of it, I should say, uh, because I think uh, you know we're well, we're proving much other. I don't think one can doubt the courage that she had in order to go up against a a uh, a person of the a defective person that was that is Donald Trump. And she continues to do that in the attempt to save her party. I think uh, I am always one who believes that we should have not just two parties, but many parties. Uh, Whenever I come up with an idea, I want it to be be wrangled, torn, torn apart as best as it can, because that is the way ideas are improved. If I design something as an engineer, when something was designed, you always pass it to somebody else so that they can take those kinks out. You are flying an airplane. You don't want it to be one engineer who figures things out. You want it to be multiple engineers who can say, well, this would happen if we get a turbulence here. But by the way, suppose we get contrasting or, or what, turbulences or whatever. Uh, we want to be able to fix against that. You know, that's how you get good products, good things, good, good services, etc., you, you test it out, you get the opposition to test it out for you. And you know what? Ultimately, you call us in a good place. That's how I saw what Liz Cheney did as she came out and formed part of the panel that investigated January 6th. Um, and she had some choice words to say. Of course, Kevin McCarthy was, is the complete opposite. Kevin McCarthy made the mistake a couple days ago and said that, I don't know if Donald Trump is, is the best person to run. And before he could hang, before he could get out of the studio at CNBC, his phone was already ringing and he was already backtracking, talking about courage. Anyhow, um, the article that, I, that I, I want to reference today is one in uh, the, 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 the place that I love to read. I've also written a few articles for them there. Failure, uh, Common Dreams, that is. Uh, CommonDreams.org. Failure isn't an option. Progressives plan to mobilize if Supreme Court blocks debt relief. A White House spokesperson on Tuesday would not say whether the Biden administration has an alternative plan to cancel student debt as borrowers and campaigners across the U.S. brace for a prepared Uh, to mobilize or prepare to mobilize a Supreme court ruling on the education department's pending relief program. Asked during a brief briefing of the white house has any contingency plans in place for a decision that blocks relief principal deputy secretary, press secretary, Olivia Dalton told reporters that the administration is very confident in its legal case and is not going to get ahead of what the Supreme court's outcome is here while we won't get ahead of the decision we we know what the stakes couldn't we know that the stakes couldn't be higher for students borrowers right now dalton added certainly we are watching along with millions of people who desperately need that student debt relief to see what the court will do here the conservative dominated supreme court is set to rule this week on a pair of cases challenging the legality of Biden administration debt relief program, which aims to use emergency authority under 2003 Heroes Act to cancel up to twenty thousand dollars in student loan debt for eligible borrowers. I'll stop there and 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 give my commentary. There are many people who've been through college. Yours truly as well. And uh, in in my latter years, uh, when I became a U.S. resident, I was able to take out. Student loans and it came as a blessing to finish my degree because, again, it's much more expensive in the United States than it is in Panama. And the thing about it is, taking out a, a loan that you pay back is uh you know, it, it saved the day for me uh, during college. Now, just to be to make it clear that this is not self serving on my part, I paid off my student loan in its entirety, completely. I paid it completely back out of the jobs that I've, that I've had. So I don't have a problem with paying our bills back. We should. But, you know, uh, when it comes to student loans, there's a special thing that a lot of people don't realize. And that is in uh, during the time, and I've mentioned this on the show before, but we get new new uh listeners every time so sometimes it's beer summarizing some of these issues when it came to uh the times that I went to school as I've mentioned several times before as an uh, as a foreign student initially I paid $40 a semester hour here in Texas in state tuition then was $4 an hour so foreign students were required to pay Ten times the amount of student uh, of of per semester hour. That's understandable. A foreign student, uh, their their parents and their generations didn't pay taxes in the in Texas, et cetera. So it's understandable that you know it, it that you pay a higher rate. That is understandable. Uh, but uh, after I became a t- official Texas resident, got a green card and so forth, of course, and worked and paid taxes, et cetera. I did qualify for getting a student loan. I got the student loan, and I paid it off in its entirety. But today's kids are going through a different thing. Uh, today's, first of all, we have allowed throughout the United States for corporations to nickel and dime states, for states to give tax credits, tax rebates, pay less taxes for the commons, meaning schools and colleges, universities, et cetera. Schools, colleges, universities, high schools are the institutions that feed corporations. I want everybody to get this. Corporations are not doing our system any favors by paying taxes that go into the coffers of universities, that pay taxes, that go into building roads, etc. They're not doing anybody any favors but themselves. Every corporation gets an educated workforce, whether that workforce is college educated, high school educated, or educated in some other fashion whatsoever. You know, so whenever we start to carry water for these, uh, talking about these students should pay their bills off, let's be fair. At the time, baby boomers and older Gen Xs went to the universities here in the the state of Texas and in other states. Education was affordable because it was subsidized by state taxes, by federal taxes, etc. It was subsidized, rightfully so. In other words, everybody had a stake. As As a human being, as a person, I have a stake in educating myself to make sure I am marketable. That's understandable. But corporations also have a stake in getting a population that they don't have to educate from scratch. In other words, when you go to work for a corporation that makes money passively for investors in that corporation, in other words, people sit in their butts down at a pool, drinking their tea as Their money work for them. No, not their money work for them as you work for them, as you are their indentured servant, right? As it turns out, the corporation has a stake in your education because had they not gotten an educated person, they would have had to invest in educating that person. So I had been on several sides of this issues after, like I said, whenever you have an idea it's always good to bounce it off of many people so that you can hear the pros and cons building of responsibility is paying your bills off bills responsibility I agree being abused by two by two reasons: being abused by misinformation, which many kids who get student loans today get misinformed now. Granted, many kids abuse the uh, the student loans that they've gotten, but that's not the majority. That's not the plurality. Student loans worked. worked, Many were urged to take student loans out. In fact, even even our uh, even our Wall Street folks have urged parents not to invest in their kids with their but invest in Wall Street purportedly for their future and let and tell your students to get a loan even Wall Street was out there telling parents to tell their kids we are not as a family going to educate you or help you with your education we got to put away money for ourselves we are individuals that's what Wall Street was teaching the adults, and too many of them learned that. At the same time, they were telling them to tell their kids. In other words, the kids heard from the people they respected most, their parents, to go out and take a loan and, and not have know all the responsibilities that comes with loans, etc. And they did. And the corporations made a killing on these student loans. Let's learn a little bit about student loans and how these things worked. Purportedly, supposedly, a corporation or our bank gives you a loan, they charge interest for a particular reason. One, to make a bit of profit for those who invested in that bank to loan the money out. And since there's some risk associated with it, that extra interest that you pay on those loans. Pay for the working of the operation of the bank, it paid for the small amount of people that would default on that loan. So that, you know, it, it keeps the silver this the 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 bank solvent. And the people who invested their money in the bank gets a little bit. But it moved on from there. It got a lot more beneficial for the bankers. You see, the way it used to work was as follows. United States government tells bankers, loan the money out. The bankers administer the loans. The bankers profit from the interest of the loans, not the federal government. The bankers were collecting the interest of on these loans. And what did I say the interest was for? The interest was for paying the bills at the bank, paying the stockholders in the bank, and also, and also in case a few people defaulted, to make the bank whole. But that's not how it worked, reality folks. The way it used to work was banks would have every single loan that they gave out guaranteed by the United States federal government. So if I loan you $10,000, I loan a student $10,000, and that student is paying the bank that loan and getting some interest on that loan, the bank is getting interest on that loan, uh, so they're making a profit off of that loan, but if that student default, that bank doesn't go into its coffers from the interest rates it's been collecting from the hundreds of thousands of people who it got money from, got interest rates from. It goes back to the government and say, "Hey, one of those federally guaranteed loans defaulted. Make me whole." In other words, we pay. The United States taxpayer pays that bank 100% on the outstanding loan that that person defaulted on. What does that mean? It means no, zero, zero threat to the bank, zero risk for the bank. The bank just makes money off of your kids, off of the federal government, off of the taxpayers. That's how it used to run. Well, a little bit was slipped into the Affordable Care Act that changed that. The Affordable Care Act was about health care, but it also had provisions entered in there. And one of the provisions was to take away that option for a government-guaranteed loan was given not by the banks, but by the government. Okay? Pretty much uh, run by the government. Who needs a bank to give a loan that is guaranteed by the government? Nobody needs it. And and the bank started to scream socialism. One of the reasons the, a lot of people don't realize that. One of the reasons the Obamacare Act was hated by the plutocracy is because it also hit banks, right? It made sure that banks could no longer rip the kids off by taking all that interest. And when they, somebody defaults, give the banks to the money. That was socialism for the bank. They love to talk. They love to use the big S words, but the banks were being socialized. Now, again, so reiterating, Wall Street suggested to parents that they don't put their kids through school, but they put that money into Wall Street so that their future can be better. The parents give their, 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 their kids advice, which in general, kids have a tendency to, have more trust in their parents. So that's what the parents did. And what happened then? People exploded in debt. Then the schools got less money from the corporations, right? Because less taxes were collected. So the, the bank, that they proportionally cut education budgets. More of the monies to pay for your schooling had to come out of pocket. And since people don't have any money, right, the kids don't have any money, they go ahead and they take out the loan because that's what, that's what they were suggested to do. And we are in the situation we are now with trillions of dollars in debt that's holding back our economy. So if the Biden administration said we are going to forgive twenty thousand dollars of the of these loans. My idea is actually a bit more generous. I want to I want to start at point zero. In other words, I don't care who you are and I, I like I said, I already paid my debt off. so uh, I am saying I don't mind getting rid of the student debt issue completely. It's a mistake in my opinion that the country has made. Let's forgive it all. And let me tell you something else. Because people say, oh, you forgive it all. That's irresponsible. All right? If, it's, if that is ins- irresponsible, that big trillion and a half tax cut that we gave to corporations and, and wealthy people is even more so irresponsible. Because there is no bang for the buck. Let me tell you why it isn't irresponsible. I have, not I have, I shouldn't say I, we know. All of us know, many people who right now are in student debts up the gazoo, five six seven eight hundred $800 a month in student debt, right? That is monies that are going directly to a banker, right? That money goes directly back to a bank. That interest goes directly into the pockets of wealthy folks who are capitalizing that bank, etc., so there's not a lot of circulation in our economy from putting that money back to the bank. That bank has a lot of shenanigans they do with all that extra cash that they have. Now think about what happens when the loan is forgiven. That student who has been, who has been suffering under that bad decision, under that $800, $900, $1,000 a month payback, Suddenly, they have $1,000 in their pockets. And while it's good for them, it's great for the economy. How is it great for the economy? Because that person now is going to go buy a home. That person is going to now buy a car because they can afford to. Uh, they can afford to get a car. That person is now going to get a new washer dryer. That person is going to go get their hair done. That person is going to go on a vacation to 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 the, the Rocky Mountains to Yellowstone. All these because people who just regular average middle class American citizens. When they get cash into their hands, they don't do what the wealthy person does, which is maybe put it in uh, in a trust somewhere on the Cayman Islands. They spend it. And economic activity isn't about saving money. Economic activity, we do want to save money for a rainy day. We do want to do that. But economic activity is about spending money and making things happen. Allowing that person to go to a restaurant, allowing that person to go and do other things, creating new businesses, that all that circulation of new money, over a trillion dollars thrown into the economy. Well, actually, over time, it's not immediate because again, this is on a, a per month basis that these people would have been throwing, uh, that, that they are going to be throwing that money into the economy on a per monthly basis. But the amount of new activity you have, think about here in Houston or in New York City, those new those restaurants that are going to have more clients. Think about those grocery stores that are going to send, this, that will be able to stock more high-end products for people to buy because now they can afford it. It's great for everybody. Eric Hayes is in, in, in the, in the uh, chat right now. And Eric, I thought you were an accountant. Taxpayer hurt when the debt is forgiven. That's a complete lie. Don't let somebody know, my brother, that you are a, an accountant and make a statement like that. Because that's, that statement couldn't be further from the truth. Believe it or not, deficit spending actually creates a hell of an economic activity. And once you clean up that deficit, it actually shrinks the economy. That's Economics 101. Please check it out. But anyway, so there are a lot of great things that happens from forgiving student loans. And while maybe many will want to talk about the... the, uh, uh, the There's a statement that people call the, the circumstances of creating... Uh, the alternate circumstances that somehow that is bad because... It'll teach people not to pay their debts back. No, it doesn't. You can mitigate that. I think what's bad is this is incessant tax cut have meant that many in the corporate state feel entitled to these tax cuts, entitled to be given much more than they deserve. Let's go ahead and bring David into the conversation. David, you are on air. Yes, I've a million things on
4: my mind, but I only let two out. First sure. Of, talk. Yes. Perfect team, <laughs> the perfect team, I think, that should run that 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 could run for office in the United States. The perfect team I can think of: Bocasio and Omar. Those two could be. I will vote. I, I would even campaign for them. That's what we need. The other oh. thing is real simple, and that is. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead, sir. I, I thought you were done, but go ahead.
4: Okay, the other thing is, um, I'm trying to understand what is going on with the democratic party now i'm I'm neither Democrat or Republican, okay, but I'm looking at things, and it's like they almost want the 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 Republicans in they do things that are so crazy. I don't consider myself a political genius or a strategist or anything like that, but they do things that seem like so. So
0: bad afterwards that it, it can't be a mistake. I'm done. It's, done. Okay, uh, let me tell you. Stick with me, David. I don't want you to leave yet. If you if you can, uh, it's not a mistake. And you are the, the questioning that you just gave with regards to the Democratic uh, Party. Zappropo. Let me let me explain th- certain things with you. There are Republicans. There are right wing Republicans. There there's, that's MAGA. There are moderate Republicans. Uh, there are moderate Democrats, uh, and and I like to call the moderate Democrats blue dogs, but they don't they they think they're less than they're they're a bit better than blue dogs blue dog Democrats. And then there are progressive Democrats. Okay, the problem is the leadership of the Democratic Party right now is governed by the progress. I mean, not by progressive, but by the moderate Democrats, which are nothing more than what I call. From the past, uh, Republican light. Okay, when you talk about guys like Mansion or Cinema, these people don't really have democratic values. <clears throat> what they have are corporate values. And while Cinema and Mansion takes most of the, they take they take most of the spears for the bad Democrat. There are about 10 other ones as well. The reason why the Affordable Care Act isn't as good as it should have been is not because of Republicans. Republicans were gonna look, the Affordable Care Act is a Republican policy. Okay? It's a Republican bill designed by the by the by the Heritage Foundation. they wanted they wanted a healthcare system that was based on the private sector insurance, and they got it. That's what Obama gave to them. Obama made the deal and said, "You know, I'll remember- keep the private." Did you want to say something, David? Before I finish. No, no, no. I was just saying that 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 I remember that. You're right. Okay, so as it turns out, uh, it is a it's a Republican bill designed by the Heritage Foundation adopted by Mitt Romney from Massachusetts. That's the Affordable Care Act. It's better than nothing, but it's not the best because it has private health care and private health care. I mean, private uh, insurance is a scam. I repeat, private Mm -hmm. insurance is a scam. But we'll talk about that another time. Okay, so now. Obama went ahead and said, okay, I'll adopt the Heritage Foundation paperwork. And then we're going to add something to have competition against those people you want called the public option. Every Democrat should have jumped on that. But no, Lieberman said, no. Lieberman said, if you do that, I walk. And since we, we had No majority. We we had sixty votes, exactly what's needed to get around the filibuster. That's what occurred. Then Kennedy died, and we had to do some other fixes in the healthcare program using something called reconciliation. This all happened back in two thousand and nine, two thousand yeah, two thousand and ten. All right. So, uh, you are correct in noting that what's wrong with the Democrats? It's not what's wrong with the Democrats. It's what's wrong with the Democratic leadership. They are hostages to the plutocracy to the oligarchy to the corporatocracy as well and what we have to do is extricate david we have to extricate those guys in the primaries but to do that we have to do what howard is always on a soapbox about and that is we got to vote 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 and vote them out anything else david that's
4: it. I will listen to the show and
0: continue to love it. Thank you so kindly for being here, my brother. All right. Anyway, folks, so, um, so student loans. For all those who believe student loan forgiveness, there's something wrong with it or it's bad. I can tell you categorically, I've listened to all the arguments. I've also uh, at times wavered. But after putting it all together, I, I came to the conclusion again. Not only should we forgive $20,000 max worth of student loans, but we should forgive all of student loans. Some people are going to get off scotch-free. Some people are going to win big time. But you know what? The corporations always win big time, and we still go buy their products. We still support them. So I don't mind that there's, there isn't perfection in the way this stuff is done. But we need to get rid of student loans and have a different paradigm of getting our, our kids educated. Steve, come on into the conversation. Steve, come on into the conversation.
5: Uh, good morning, i Just Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, um, what the radio allows me to do is use my imagination a little bit yes. more. And uh, when Jack was speaking this morning, I was thinking, well, that's Jack's endeavor. And I'm thinking, well, maybe Jack's... The Fiddler on the Reef, uh, which um, is like a movie or story, if you get a chance to watch it. It's uh, about a, oh, I guess, poor and uh, religious struggle against oppression and and, uh, tradition. And uh, uh, a quick story about a guy's three daughters and one tries to um, marry for love instead of... Um, for arranged marriage, then the next one wants to marry for love, and outside of uh, oh, just uh, somebody outside of their circle, but still in the same religion. Then the next one wants to marry not only for love, but uh, without the parents' permission or the father's permission. So, um, just a struggle of women's rights and and being oppressed and going against tradition. So, thanks, Jack, for his endeavor. And, uh, um, i don't know. see the fiddler on the roof
0: is what I'd say. I look, you know what? I I can, I can, I can put that story into that context and you know what? I like that third one, the one that says, I am going to do things my way. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do do things a different way because you know what, uh, Steve, you really, for us to make change, you have to make change, right? In other words, if you want things to change, you have got to start. You, you can't just say, well, things have always been this way. And too often in our country, that is what we say. It's always been like that. And if you, if you look at it, that it's always been like that. This is what always like that means, Steve. It means that if uh, there are a group of folks or a particular family that's been poor, that means you're relegated them to be poor forever. If you have a family that's been rich, you relegated them to be rich forever. If you have a family that's been struggling all along, that's what you're relegating it. Change is what's always required. Anything else, Steve, you want to add?
5: Oh, no. Thanks Thanks for being there, Edward. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so kindly for calling in, Steve. Thank you for your voice. All right, let's go to Johnny. Come on in, my dear brother, Johnny. What's the word of the day, Johnny?
4: My radio here.
0: Go ahead, Johnny.
1: Right? I'm hearing, a, I'm hearing okay, it stopped. Anyway, speaking of imagination that like your previous caller just mentioned, yeah, thinking outside the box. So, what does that mean in terms of the subject at hand? Here was, here was my proposal years ago when I was uh, trying to convince people about how we should uh, uh, attack the problem with student loans. The way to sell that is to appeal to the older folks who already paid their loans or who are still paying their loans. We have a retroactivity feature. So not only do we pay off all the loans for current young people in college, we also go back in time let's say back to 1982 because 198081 was when Ronald Reagan pretty much destroyed the concept. As we knew it back then, so you go back to 1982 or 1985 for people who enrolled in college back then, and if their loans are paid off, fine. Uh, You look at the numbers, the amount of money they paid, and you give them a percentage of that, maybe fifty or sixty percent of that money, outright with their
0: Wow! You know, Johnny, you remember I told you that sometimes uh, it's always great to put voices out there and put your ideas out there because you just may get uh a, a, you you just improve on the idea. Uh I think that is such a smart thing to do in the form of a rebate in the form of a, a uh, not a not a rebate because a rebate is uh, it, in in the form of a give back for people who have already uh, paid and, and the thing about it is what people don't, you know, we we are so constrained in the way we think about an economy as opposed to uh, we, we think about e- economy from a moral perspective instead of from a practical economic perspective. Uh, Perspective only, right? In other words, uh, if you listen to a lot of the stuff, one of our, our good friends of the show, Eric, is talking about. He's railing against giving back uh, for student loans. I mean, there's this punitive thing that guys like Eric believe on. You took the loan out, pay it back. You know, uh, th- they're always punitive with us, the individuals, but they're never punitive with the corporations that const- with with a constancy. Screw us that we pay over and over again. They never they never have that constancy of saying the drug company should pay back the federal government for using their intellectual property and profiting at nauseum with our tax dollar from it. You never hear things like that. They should pay it back. Right now, I'm saying, okay, if we're not going to ask corporations to give back all the pro- a lot of the profits, the the portion of the profits that should be relegated to the public sector inventing these drugs, if you're not going to ask for that, then we shouldn't really feel too badly if we find an if we find a non-inflationary way, and there's a way to do it. Of giving money to people, you know, uh, there's this stuff called basic income that we want to give the the poorest, the, the poor, poor people to bring them up to a standard that allows them to live. Uh, the people on the it conservatives, like yeah, the conservative side, they're pissed about it. Let them go work. Well, hell, they're working. You know, uh, these. Exp- I went. I go to Netroots every year. I'm going to Netroots um on in couple weeks. And I interview a lot of these activists and organizations that test these, these, these things, right? And, and guess what they've tested? They've tested basic income, given monies back to people, uh, given monies to people, the government given money to people and, uh, that, that fall below the poverty line and see what happens. And it turns out these people didn't just sit on their butts and watch TV, these people used that money to, some of them put their kids into daycare so they could get a sustainable job. Some people went ahead and quit their 725 job and, and spent some time educating themselves to get a more better paying job. I mean, there were so many things that basic income did for people. And it's because the right has a tendency to look down at humanity as if humanity is bad. Progressive look up at humanity and say that we are basically good if we are allowed to be good. If we don't have to, if we don't have to steal and cheat to survive. The reason violence is more prevalent within the poor is because of the, the survival nature of humanity, right? You give people what they need. You make sure people are able to get what they need. Crime rates fall. Uh, uh, And at that point, the crime rates are usually relegated to the psychopaths. And who are the psychopaths? We know who they are. Go ahead, Johnny.
1: Ronald Reagan and
4: uh,
0: Mitt Romney and Donald Trump. Right. These are the guys. I'm glad you said Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is a person of stature. Mitt Romney was a corporate raider that caused the death of more people than you could imagine. When those people lost their jobs because... They took the monies out of corporations, right? In in other words, but look at what they did to Toys R Us.
6: He
0: Go ahead, their yes.
1: Retirement money. He should be in goddamn prison. In well, prison you, he should be.
0: But it's legal. What he did was legal. And let me let me digress a minute here, folks, because I want folks to understand when you have somebody like Eric in the chat room defending these guys. I want to let you know what these guys. Do. Toys R Us was a great, a good running corporations, right? A venture capitalist, what I call vulture capitalist, goes in. Toys R Us has assets. It has buildings. It has a lot of assets. These guys borrow against the assets. The company is now flushed with monies. They give their investors the monies from that they've gotten from these loans, they give the corporate executives the monies they got from these loans that they got because Toys R Us could be made, because Toys R Us has assets, they could take that money from the bank. The bank would loan against these assets. The idea being that with the cash flow of the company, they would pay back those loans after the company was raided by the vulture capitalists that's a way that's hey that's how capitalism works now buddy. let me finish this one Johnny Johnny let me finish this statement Johnny yeah Johnny let me finish this, Johnny, yeah, Johnny, me finish this and then I'm I promise I come back to you because it's important because a lot of people look at what these guys do as if it's uh, as if it's it, it takes a lot of intelligence to do or or they're doing something for the economy no these vulture capitalists extract monies out of corporations that that generated these assets many years over and then they they take that money free money so when we have eric talking about uh student loans getting away with twenty thousand dollars that's peanuts compared to what our system allows the vulture capitalists to do go ahead johnny
1: yeah, so Steve Mnuchin and his college buddy, they did they took the same tack with Sears. And by the way, here's another idea. We should call that feature that I brought up, that right to activity feature in the loan program, we mm-hmm. should call it educational reparations. Oh, Thank you. Party Thank you at least the groundwork for actual reparations for people of color. And we've got the money to do it. Not just California, the whole United States of America. We call it educational reparations feature. And they'll say, "Hmm, what's educational reparations? Hey, Johnny.
0: You must sit down at your house, just doing things. Oh, I stepped over you. Sorry. I stepped over you. I didn't hear you. But anyway, you must stay home and do a lot of thinking. But by the way, I like some of the, those concepts that you're talking about. Love some of those concepts you're talking about. Any, anyhow, Johnny, um, any, anything else you need to say real quickly? Because I got a video that I want to show at least one video. I haven't showed a video in the last two times.
1: Okay, Egberto, just remember, educational reparations, that's what we should call that that retroactivity feature of our loan program. We'll call it Egberto and Johnny's uh, Loan Buyback.
0: All right, I like that. I like that. I like that. Egberto <laughs> and Johnny's Loan Buyback. Thank you, brother. You have a great rest of your day, okay? All right. Anyway, folks, um, that was Johnny and his great ideas. Anyhow, folks, um, I want you to listen to Liz Cheney because I think what she said was apropos. I, I, I hope you got something out of that student loan discussion. I hope the, w- the way I expanded it, used some tentacles to get into other areas was beneficial if you want to add something to it, again, call in or please go ahead and drop me a line, kpft at com. And please remember, we're not going to get to the old show that I pre- prepared, but what we'll get to is uh, we'll go ahead and, well, look, a call is coming in. So I guess the video is going to go on hold. Uh, guys, look, you can you can go ahead and do this. Go to uh, politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Every video that I prepare for the show, every article that I prepare for the show is on that newsletter that I send out to all of you every every morning at five in the morning. So if you want, you can also uh, you you can also get you know get that newsletter sent to you every single morning just before the show, so that you can know what we're talking about. I always value your opinions. Let's go to David. Come on in, David.
6: Hey, I just wanted to bring something to your attention. Yes. I get perturbed when you use the term vulture to describe these people. Because there's a problem with that. A vulture is not a killer. Vultures eat that which is already dead. Oh, the wow. The, term, the only reason people use the term vulture to attach it to somebody like Paul Singer or Mitt Romney is because it's an ugly bird. It doesn't have any aesthetic or pleasing attributes. Therefore, you can assign something that, that's 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 disgusting to these people and use it. But but, but. now if you, you really see want to, uh,
0: David, yeah. David. David, David, David. This is why I love my audience. Please give me another word, people. I need another word because David is absolutely correct. Vultures go after things that are already dead. In fact, if they see them dying, they wait around, they circle around, and when they're dead, they have their meal. Uh, Guys like Romney, they didn't even wait for folks to die. They did the things that caused them to die. Hey, you know what? That is such a, that's a very, very smart statement, David. Uh, yeah, since Hey, David, since you came up with such a s- smart retort, since you made sure to put me in my place for using the wrong word, now it's up to you to come out with an aggressive word that we can use instead of vulture capitalist, and I'll start using it on all my <laughs> shows. So it, that's your assignment. No, no, no. David, David, David. You got to think about it. That's your assignment for tomorrow. Oh, you have to
6: come. Here's another thing I want to say before you let me go. Yes. Don't, don't not confuse Christianity with democracy.
5: Christianity
6: right. is a authoritarian system. There's nothing democratic about Christianity. Is the Catholic Church democratic? Damn it. Hell no. It's not. No, there's. I just read. I just saw this thing on a blog on my phone this morning. This the president the vice president of Liberty University is is plugging Hitler just to to get rid of woke. This guy named uh, you need to check that out to find it. His uh, I I'm uh, still on the on the on the, on the uh, David, I'm not sure. Hey David's David,
0: name. don't you do emails, brother?
6: Uh. <laughs> I don't do a whole lot of stuff when, when it
0: comes to tech. Okay, like, no problem. Because what I what I want people to do is whenever you have ideas or so, drop me a line because. I have so many things going on. If I can't write and do all this stuff, I'd, say, I'd like, but I like to digest the stuff that people give. Anybody have ideas? All these kind of things. Drop me a line at kpft at com. kpft at politicsdunright.com. And again, guys, remember, I'm not going to get to the videos today, but you can see the videos and you can read the articles, etc. at the newsletter that I send out every day. You can read the newsletter online at politicsunright.com slash newsletter, politicsunright.com slash newsletter. Thank you so kindly for calling in, David. And let's throw this stuff to Dr. Howard.
2: Egberto, they were talking about Mitt Romney and the uh, evil capitalist schemes that he came up with. Yes, sir. This is a prime example of what karma will do for you. Now, he ran up against Obama, and Obama at that particular time was very unpopular. His right. poll numbers were almost nothing, and Mitt Romney looked very presidential. He looked, of, uh, uh, spoke very presidentially, but yet he lost. Yes, because he had he was a venture capitalist, as you say, or vulture capitalist. Well, then again, but he raided all these companies, put all right. these people out of work. Some of them yes. did commit suicide. He killed people. Yes. So he yes. really, 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 really wanted to be president, but he really, really didn't get it. So yep. there, you there you go. That was great. He well, when he did, when he didn't win, it's like, okay, well, Mitt, look at what you did. Look at your past. This is retribution for it. It does happen in this lifetime sometimes. So that's really all I had to add, Jack. Anything? You, anything you got to say?
3: Yeah, I'll say, hang in there, women, and fight like a girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I love like girl. I love that. I love that. That is that. that and you know, I, I love that. But anyway, folks, we're coming close to the end of the show. I got about a minute here left. And I, I want to thank everybody who called in. I want to call, thank everybody who's listening to the show. Uh, you guys are what make the show. And and by the way, I thank you for the emails that I get, uh, et, et cetera, because here is the deal. Um, uh, another David, not the David that just called, called in, and talked about uh, the, the three stories about the women. And I what I took from the story is that uh, one of the daughters were willing to outright change, uh, outright change, outright step, put put her foot out there and say, I am going to do differently. I am going to do better. And that is what it is all about. We have to not just live into that world which was given to us, but we have to make the world which we want to have. And we can only do that if we are willing to change, if we are brave enough to change. And I think we're all brave once we realize that we have our peers that are willing to go along with us and make that change. You can do it. And that's what this program is all about. Love hearing from you guys, folks. Uh, I'm going to be getting out of here shortly. Let me just throw for 10 seconds only, Jack, seconds closer and 10 second closer, uh, brother Howard oh, man, so I can get up.
3: you got me up. on the spot I'm not going to be able to come up with it like that but you know uh, you you men you know you have to be champions for these women you know you have to stand up and do the right thing
0: thank you thank you Howard give me one right on Jack right on
2: <laughs> see you tomorrow anyway.
0: alright anyway folks I want to thank everybody for being here my name is Egberto Willis this is politics and right and you guys know how I end this baby I am what out